Welcome back to our study of 2 Peter. We're in the second chapter, and we're talking about false teachers and ungodly people. We're talking about people who refuse to follow Christ. They reject all God's overtures to them. You see, if we reject Christ, it will be that we climb over the cross. We climb over the grace of God. We climb over everything that God has put in our way to cause us to come to him and to love us. And we make, we make many choices to reject him. And here's what he says about, about the people who do that. He says in verse 16, they have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Balaam was a false prophet in the Old Testament, and he was always prophesying uh, against God's people. And one day, his donkey spoke to him and told him the truth. And God enabled that donkey to speak. He had to do something drastic to get Balaam's attention. But it restrained the prophet's madness, Peter says. And he, he goes on to describe these people without Christ who are living lives of total destruction and, and whose lives are really far from God. Verse 17, these people are springs without water and mist driven by a storm. A spring that has no water is a useless spring. That's the whole purpose of a spring is the water springing up out of it to give refreshment to people. And these people have no, they have no living water. They're like mist driven by a storm. You see, they, they have, they're just driven this way and that way. They have no control and they've not let God have control for they mouth empty boastful words and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in terror. Not only do they have these attitudes, but they, they live by lust, and, and they're proud and boastful, and they also lead a lot of people astray who, who are weak and powerless, and they have no strength. And he says they promise these people freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity, for people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. You see, that's a good question for all of us. Who is in control of you? Who masters you? Who is your master? If it's Jesus, that means that daily you want him to control your life and you want him to be in charge. And if you don't allow him to do so, then something else, greed, selfishness, lust, money, all kinds of things can control our lives and can master us. <clears throat> and that's the God of our lives. Whatever masters us is the God of our lives. And he says these people are, are mastered by the wrong things and they lead other people astray. <clears throat> Verse 20, he goes on, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, <clears throat> they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and turn their back on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the proverb is to a dog returns to his vomit. A sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. What he's saying is this. People who hear the truth and even maybe say that they've trusted Christ but really haven't, uh, then... And they go back to their old ungodly living. They go back to the things that are terribly away from God and far from God. 
He said their their situation is even worse because they know the truth. They've heard the truth. They've seen the truth, and they, they now reject it. And he says they're like a dog who returns to its vomit. You see, a dog has a dog's nature, and he may be friendly and sweet and wonderful to you, but he's still a dog. And so he exercises that dog nature by doing some things like eating his own vomit. You see, that's repulsive. It's very repulsive, something we would never do, but not a dog because he's a dog. You have to understand that. He's not, he's, I don't care what you do. You can dress him up in the nicest clothes you can find. You can have him washed every day, and you can perfume him, and you can do whatever. He'll be still a dog. He's got a dog's nature. Same thing about a pig. He says a sow that's washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. You can take a pig, clean it up perfectly, and shine his coat, put a ribbon around its neck, but you let it go back out in the yard, you know where it's going to go, don't you? Straight to the mud hole, straight to the slop bucket, straight to the things that are of pig's nature. A pig is a pig is a pig. It's not going to change. Its nature does not change. No matter what you do to it, you can take a man, you can clean him up, you can cut his hair, you can wash his body, you can give him a new suit, you can give him everything that makes him look like a new person, but if he's not changed on the inside, he's going to return to his old way of living. And that's the point that Peter is making. He's saying that what a person is inside when he trusts Christ and really gives everything to him is what makes the difference because then God's Spirit comes to live in us to give us the power to be the believer that we need to be. So, I would just encourage you to recognize that. And today, as you go about your daily activities, just realize that if you've really met Christ and you've come into a real relationship with him, then it makes a difference and you want to make a difference. But now if you maybe, maybe you haven't, if it's possible that you really haven't given your life to Christ, that you, you just made some kind of a half-hearted commitment and said, I want to be a believer, but you really haven't let him be the Lord of your life then you need to recheck yourself and you need to get some things straight so that your life is not going to end up in a mess and you're going to return to the old way of life if you haven't really trusted Christ. So be sure that you have. And I want to close by the first verse for today of Peter's third chapter. He says, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. He says once again, he's already said this once, but now he says it again. I, I'm doing this, I'm writing this to you so that I can remind you to be the person that God wants you to be. And I'm, I'm reminding you to look at the words of the Old Testament and the words of Jesus and the words of the apostles and let God speak those again to your heart and let that make a difference in your lives because it's so easy to get off track and it's so easy to forget. And then he'll pick up from there and we'll look at that next time where he talks about the second coming of Christ. I hope you'll have a great day and a great week. God bless you.